Yesterday, the state government announced that uh, tenants will have the right to own a pet under rental reforms that the government is proposing. As part of reforms to the Residential Tenancies Act, the government is uh, going to open consultation on a bill that includes a presumption that a tenant who applies to keep a pet in a rental property can't have the request unreasonably refused by a landlord, providing the tenant agrees to comply with uh, any reasonable conditions imposed by the landlord. That could mean requiring a pet that is normally kept outside to be kept outside if it's not the type of pet ordinarily kept inside. Uh, I don't know what that would be. I mean, dogs can live in and out, I suppose, but uh, are we talking big dogs? Are we talking, you know, a horse? <laughs> What's that mean? Uh, also requiring carpets to be professionally cleaned at the end of the tenancy if a pet is allowed inside the premises. Well, that's fair enough, and, and I think that would be uh, a, a logical condition to uh, have a tenant meet uh, under the circumstances if the pet is allowed to be inside. Uh, the government is quoting figures showing that um, uh, there are uh, estimates that 68% of South Australians have pets. Fewer than one in five rental properties advertise allowing pets. So uh, a lot. the argument goes a lot of people, a lot of tenants can't find accommodation because they have a, a pet. Uh, let's have a chat about that with Andrew Kay, President of the Australian Landlords Association. Andrew, good morning. Thank you for your time. Good morning. Well, where do you stand on this? Oh, look, we're, well, we're the National Landlords Association, so it's not the first state to have introduced um, these these sort of um, this sort of legislation. So it follows Victoria and Queensland down this path. Um, and what we'll you know, what we see is that um, landlords exit the market, so you end up with less rental property. Which is not the solution either, is it, clearly? No, no. I mean, that's that's one of the, the issues, um, you know, happening throughout Australia is we've got a shortage of rental properties because uh, landlords are, meant, are, are exiting the market due to hostile, you know, legislation that's hostile to them. The, the, the pet condition is just one of the things in, in these legislations that is making it life more difficult um, for landlords. But, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, landlords generally don't um, don't unreasonably um, prevent pets anyway. Some of them have very good reasons for not uh, allowing pets. Um, you know, I've got a pet myself um, and he's chewed up our, our heating, the, the knobs on our heating, and uh, we can't turn the heating on or off. And, nor, and, to, and to replace it's going to cost a lot of money. Now, that's a puppy. He doesn't think about it. Yeah. Um, so there are some of these things that you've sort of, you know, need to look at the age of the pet and what the pet is and all of that sort of thing. And and having the legislation default to allowing the pet rather than default to not allowing the pet, yeah. um, you know, can be quite problematic. When you say landlords exit the market, and presumably you've seen that in Victoria and Queensland then, are they actually selling the properties, turning them into Airbnbs or just holding onto them and, and leaving them empty? Uh, all, all three of those things. So it depends on location. So in some locations, um, it, you know, uh, particularly in Queensland, Airbnb jumps up. Um, same, similar in Victoria, um, if it's a if it's a tourist life destination, so in a city or um, you know near a beach uh, or, or in the country, you'll see that the um, you know Air, Airbnb is definitely the fastest growing type of, of rental in Australia, mm. um, and uh, you know that's. Um, you know, you'll see that it's growing faster in states that have uh, 
know, some of this legislation in place. Yeah, I know here in SA and I imagine around the country, the Greens are pushing for no clause, no cause rather eviction. So uh, at the end of the lease, the tenant will be able to go to the tribunal and argue, well, I've been a good tenant, paid everything, the house is spotless, looked after it as if it's my own, I deserve the right to stay. And uh, I can't see that making landlords too happy necessarily. I mean, they might be well, delighted in that, some of them, but if they want the property back, they're effectively, well, screwed. Well, yeah, I mean, it's 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 quite a ludicrous uh, thing if you if you consider it overall. I mean, it's it's like you know taking an Uber um, and then going, oh, actually, I'd like to go further, um, you know, and just refusing to get out of the car. Mm. Um, at some point, you know, there are good reasons for wanting it back. So, you know, fifteen percent of landlords are tenants themselves, so a lot of landlords have actually renting out their house on the basis that they've moved somewhere else for work or for family reasons or, or whatever and intend to come back at the end of whatever the term is. So if, if I take a contract job um, at a mine in WA and, and that goes for a year and I at the end of it I plan to come back and move into my house, then it doesn't really matter how good the tenant was, I still want to move back into my own home. So um, having, uh, you know, the... These, some of these rights overruled just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Where's it stand at the moment, Andrew? How do you see the balance? Is it 50-50? Is it weighted more for, for tenants, more for landlords? Uh, can you give us an objective view on, on where you think it is? Oh, look, the, the, the risk... So I'd say it's um, in some states it's weighted far far more heavily. So Victoria and Queensland, it's far more heavily weighted in, in terms of the tenant. Um, and the other thing is that the risk factor is going up. So um, when you look at property investment, it's a long-term investment. No one does it for a week or a month or, yeah. or whatever. It's, it's a long-term thing. And yep. every time uncertainty comes into the market, then um, people are, are you know, reassessing where they're going. Mm. And similarly, by putting um, clauses on how many times you can put the rent up and so forth is actually causing landlords to put the rent up a bit more because they're not quite sure what costs are doing. So, mm. um, you know, the top 10 costs to landlords have skyrocketed in the last 12 months. So when it comes around to time to put the rent up, um, you know, landlords are, are basically saying, well, I need to put it up to cover the cost that just happened and also to cover the cost that's likely to happen. So, um, you know, more than half of all rental properties are provided at a cost lower than what it's costing the landlord. So, mm. you know, people sort of have a, a, a um, you know, a negative attitude to negative gearing to, to, um, to on the basis that, you know, someone's making money. Well, actually, negative gearing means that you're being provided with the rental property yeah. at a lower cost than what it's costing the landlord to provide that property. Um, Andrew, so, yeah. con- consultation uh, is open. Is it something that your association gets involved with on a state-by-state basis? I'm sure you'd be encouraging landlords to have their say well, one way or the other. Yeah, well, and look, we'd encourage landlords to, to um, you know, jump on and, and give us their views um, from particular states as well. So it's, you know, australianlandlords.com.au and if they want to give us their views, they can jump on and, and do that. And yes, we're, we're actively involved in the various states, um, you know, that the, the the issues are different in different states. Certainly, Northern Territory has um, a unique set of circumstances up there that you know we're quite conscious of. Um, and then you know the, the even within a state, the the city versus country um, you know issues are quite different. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why we just think a one size fits all policy is is just not sensible. Mm-hmm. So we're we're basically pushing for there to be. 
bit more flexibility in the policy to to adjust for the fact that uh, you know the majority of tenants actually stay in a place less than two years. Mm. Um, and so to give them, you know, in Victoria, they, you know, a tenant has the right to repaint. Now, you know, my my particular property is um, an Art Deco flat that has never been painted. Now, the tenant has has and it's heritage listed. Now, if a tenant goes in there and paints it, they're destroying the damage, and you can't undo it. Yeah. You know, you know, hundred years of history. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, we, some of these things need to be brought into consideration. Just needs to, you know, more sensible approach. Yeah. At the end of the day, all a landlord really wants is the property re- returned in the same condition it was provided in, and for the rent to be paid on time. That's exactly right. I'd, I'd imagine I'm not a landlord, but I, uh, I would say I'd agree with you 100. percent Thank you for your time this morning. 